What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bad Christian Podcast. Okay, now I'll get on with the plugs. That is tonight, Emory, the band Emory. You know the emo band that you used to listen to in youth group 10 years ago? Yeah, that Emory got a concert tonight. We're in Greenville, South Carolina, of all places. And then we got some more dates coming up. Tomorrow night, we'll be at Murray Hill Theater in Jacksonville. Then we're going to be at the Orpheum in Tampa. And then we're going to be in at Respectable Street in West Palm Beach. And then we're going to be at Sound Bar in Orlando, Florida. We're out. We're on the road. Come see us. Get a VIP ticket. Come hang out. Whatever you want to do. Oh, sleepers with us. And you don't want to miss that. They're playing shows again, and they sound terrific. You don't want to miss it. Also, we're playing the biggest concert of the year, which will be in Dallas on February the 16th during the Bad Christian Conference with the band May. May's the headliner. Emory's the support there. Then we've got Classic Crime Acoustic with Matt McDonald. And then we've got Empty Isles, a new Tooth & Nail band. This show is put on by Tooth & Nail and the Labeled Podcast in conjunction with Bad Christian. How nice. What a big event that's going to be. And a lot of y'all will already be there because if you're going to the Bad Christian Conference, you get in for free to that concert. It's included, of course. So Bad Christian Conference is in Dallas. Tickets are still available for that. You can go to badchristiancon.com for that. You can go to emorymusic.com for tickets to the Emory Show or the May Emory Show in Dallas at emorymusic.com. Hope to see everybody out there. And again, on these winter nights, don't stay home. Make it a point to get out. Go meet some people. Come see a band. Buy a drink. Get out of the house. Stop it with the Netflix. Let's do something real. Come see us. It'll be great. And that's all I got to say about that. But I also got to tell you about today's show. It's sponsored by Pro Flowers. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Get a dozen red roses with a free glass vase for $24.99 plus shipping and handling by visiting proflowers.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter our code BADCHRISTIAN. That's proflowers.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Also, today's show is sponsored by Brooke Linen. These are the best sheets I've ever owned for sure. So get $20 off your order and free shipping by going to brooklinen.com and using the promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. And also, today's show sponsored by Sherry's Berries. Get your Valentine some delicious chocolate-dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries. They will love them. Just head over to berries.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter our code BADCHRISTIAN. Let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extrovert. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad dad's my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one. Du, 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 du. It is the one, the only, big time. Big boy, living the dream, Big Christian Porky. And we out Absolutely. here on tour. We out here yep. on Emory on tour. Now, Joey, we're in your state of South yep. Carolina. I don't call yep. it my state anymore because my state I live in is Tennessee. I always, I always think of South Carolina as home, and I grew up in Greenville, South Carolina, by the way. Matt, you took Greer, South Carolina. Why are you talking like that? I've not. Why are you talking that way? What do you mean, buddy? Kind of like it's like you're you're having a conversation with me and Matt and Reva, and it's like you're announcing. Well, 
in days like this, when you're on tour <laughs> with your band, thinking through life, well, I guess probably because I'm a little excited because we made it on tour. and uh, Getting there is the hardest part, isn't it? And, and it's all thanks to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give Matt credit, too. Matt was on the phone a bunch. But our bus, so Joey, I cranked our bus weeks ago. Everything started fine. Go back to the bus uh, because we need some tires on the bus and our generator is broken. Uh, so I go to fix the bus. Uh, I go to crank the bus to get those two things fixed. And the bus, all I hear is click, 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 nothing. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, let me try it again. Click, 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 nothing. And I was like, okay, well, a little bit longer. I'm going to hold it like seven seconds instead of like three this time. Click, 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 click. And then I was like, uh-oh. And then I saw smoke come out of the battery bay. And I was like, oh, God, uh, everything's terrible, and it's just awful. And so worked and worked and worked, had a guy come out, spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars of just you know time and effort, might have blown out a battery, all this stuff. And I was like, well, we're screwed. We started looking at other options to tour. You know, we're going out, uh, oh, sleepers on this tour. By the way, we're in Greenville, but we're headed for you, Florida, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, West Palm Beach. Right, yeah, come out and say hey. Come out and say, hey, at least to Reva. At least if you want to, I mean, if you want to talk to somebody with a heart of gold, talk to me. But if you want to talk to somebody that's going to shoot you straight, talk to Reva Hansen mm-hmm. <laughs> on the scene. All right. Anyway, so uh, we get we get on the phone. There's MCI, Joey, and MCI is the name of our bus, which is the like an old Greyhound bus. They're a really good company. They have roadside assistance, and they can give you a bunch of answers. But there's only a couple of people there that that really know about these old buses. And so finally, after talking to some people, we finally got on uh, with the guy that knows the most about the buses. And uh, he was like, man, uh, there's a, he, get, he troubleshot several things. He said, one of the things you can do is sometimes, Matt, is it a relay or a, yeah. what? Uh, I don't you, know what it's actually. I, you may want me to do this part of the story. Okay, I'm going to hand this, this <laughs> section over to Matt. <laughs> the technical part you may want to throw let to me, me and I'll kick it back to you. the actual fixing of it. Pass it right, back to the right. way, because it's classic Toby. I'll note that you've set your story up pretty well. Uh, you, okay. to- you told what it was about, the reference frame of a story, and then Thank you, you, then you, st- then you, you know, established the thing, and then you went into the despair, that low moment of, uh-oh, what yes. happens next? Now everybody's listening. How did you get out of it? And we already kind yeah. of know where the end is headed. So Mentally, that's emotionally, a pretty good start set up. So now the meat of the story here, we need more details, more okay. uh, fl- flesh on the world. So yeah. the problem we're having with the battery is we had this problem before where it wouldn't start. And against all uh, mechanic advice, and they're saying your batteries are bad, your batteries are bad, your batteries are bad. And I'm saying, no, they're not. I've tested them. We've done, we've done all this technical work. We've tested the voltage. We're testing electrical testers at different places. We're oming out the connectors to make sure there's continuity. Right. I know the batteries are good, and the mechanics are telling me they're not, and I know they are, So, but there's not much between the battery and the starter, so it must be the starter. Wind up replacing the starter. Still didn't get it to work. Eventually found some other part, and then it did work. That was last time. So now, same thing's happening, and then people are, and the mechanics are telling Telling me starter or batteries, and I'm saying no, it is not starter, no. it is not batteries. There is something else, and I'm over the phone. Yeah. So, so there's tech support. Toby calls tech support, and Toby does not have all the technical language or ability to understand all the voltage, you know, the technical things like that. So he has to talk to Boris, who is an absolute genius. He's he's terrific, um, but he's not on the scene, and then Toby can't quite understand him. So now I had to call Boris and talk to Boris. Yep. And interpret what Boris is saying to Toby with our bus, you know, over the thing. So I feel like the coach kind of here, like Toby's in the game yeah. doing the thing. 
and all I can yeah. do is coach from the sideline, and I can't help, you know, and right. it's eating me up. And so I digest the technical <laughs> stuff from Boris and go through it and then feed it back to Toby. I say, take the black thing and touch it to the red thing over here, mm-hmm. but make sure the, that one says minus on it, so make sure, the, you know, just right. that, at, at that kind of thing like that. But Boris says that there is a relay to the neutral uh, – to the new to the gearbox that tells the engine if it's in neutral or not, and sometimes those corrode and fail. It's nowhere near the electrical system. It's all the way up in the gearbox, and if it's like your car won't start if it's not in neutral. But that right. sensor can go bad. So after we've spent a bunch of money, tried a bunch of different things, and finally get to this, I called Toby and said, "Toby, all you got to this is what I want you to try. This is a long shot. It probably won't work, but you got to try to you know get the see, go there and rock." the thing back and forth from neutral to drive to reverse and try to start it at the same time. And we'll see if that relay, uh, tri- you know, triggers then if it's something, you know, intermittent or something like that. So that's what I was able to get back to after we'd done all the other steps to Toby. But, and that's so where I we're at. Otherwise, we don't know. I, I arrive at the bus and that's the most Toby thing ever. As, as Those of you out there that don't know me, I to fix things, and I always have been able to. I hit them, I shake them, <laughs> I uh, shoot water on them, do everything that you're not supposed to do, get rough with it, and it always tends, tends to work, right? So I sit down there and I look up in the sky, and I'm like, God, if you're real, and if you've given me this one talent, I wish to God you'd have told me earlier to use my talents, but I didn't use my talents. But here I am sitting here as a last last ditch effort, literally. Like Matt said, I'm in the game. I'm, I'm, the I'm knife the, was I'm, well twisted. We've already, I've already yeah. basically confirmed a sprinter. Uh, yes, we've already done layouts. I did a, a, a detailed layout and budget of what it costs to do it another way. Yep. I had, I negotiated the guy down to a really good price on the sp- the sprinter we were going to take. That I was really excited yep. about. You know, this we we were ready to go. I was like, look, I'll, I'm not going to send you deposit today. We'll wait one more day and see if something could happen with the bus. But I'm going to call back tomorrow and we're going. I'll give you the deposit and we'll confirm the sprinter rental. This is that's yep. the situation we're in. I am Deshaun Watson on you know fourth and one or whatever it is fourth and whatever no seconds left on the clock one second left on the clock and I sit down I jiggle that handle I look up in the sky like I said I jiggle that handle and I push the button a little bit of a different noise it wasn't click 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 this time it was zzz. I was like oh and I start feeling the spirit the energy the excitement yeah. I jiggle a little bit more. <laughs> and you ain't kidding the first person i called was matt on video showing him all that engine running and, and the celebrate. joy we had the joy that we had in that win that day yeah and in that gap and in that valley between the moment of absolute despair and i can't paint for you how first of all the bus sits in this dark cold storage place and it's, you yep. go there off tour and it is sad i always call it a tomb if you go to an empty bus that hadn't been running it's just this big empty cold thing and it's no life right. in it at all and then you think oh we got to go do this whole this, this whole yeah. mountain of, of things then you go to start it and it doesn't start there's nothing lower i mean there, it's yeah. low and you go by I, we, I wish we never cold. had a bus I'll yeah. never. I, I wish anything to God we would be normal people and not maintain. I mean, you, you know, you, and you go through all that, and it happens. This this happens reliably, but so I, I'm familiar with the experience. But it's the lowest of the low feeling. It yeah. really is. And Toby, then, I want to ask you. On the other side, when you get to that moment, and then an unexpected long shot, last ditch effort, yeah. comeback, underdog, fourth quarter, hail mary, whatever, <laughs> unlikely thing, and it does start on that. Yeah, and, and I texted Toby that um, 
I was just thinking about it this late at night, two nights ago after the day he got it running. I said, oh, this is just, I said, this gives you something that sports can't. I mean, it's beyond sports as far as the the agony of defeat, you know, and the the joy of winning and the right. underdog. It's like that is built into us so much, but in, in a life situation like that, even more profound than watching the sports game. I mean, do you do you think yeah. you have more feeling than than even watching the Clemson game with that? Because it's you. It's not Deshaun right. Watson, and you know, it's, it's not Trevor Lawrence and Hunter Renfro. But I texted Toby. I said, "I'm like Dabo. This is like better than sports, except for I'm Dabo and you're Hunter Renfro. <laughs> just Toby's <Yeah>. just <laughs> the unlikely. Doesn't understand. You know, he's stranded there with the bus. It's all this technical stuff and voltage he doesn't understand. But I believe in him, and he can do it. And we're gonna figure it out. And we keep trying. And the unlikely hero, and then he he does rocks a thing back and forth, basically yeah. banging on the TV, and yeah. we win. Yeah. And we did it. What a thrill. Now, it's unbelievable. <laughs> now, I told Reva this. I was like, this is where people love, like, our bravado for DIY, like, do it yourself. <laughs> this is when people love it. That I told you, I knew that bus from 1985 would break down. <laughs> and you did, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, uh, here I am jiggling the handle of this yeah. bus, and it worked. Yes. So screw all of you folks out there that say you should just get the van and the trailer and do the hotels or whatever. Like, we don't ever stop. You don't ever give up, no matter what, yeah. no matter how cold it is up. or anything. And I'll tell <laughs> and, you what and, else. I, and I, the, you're right. Ahead, they said that bus from 1985 would break down, and they were right about that. But they didn't count on what we would do after that. Yeah, they that's didn't what count they on did. That's me. what they didn't factor in. <laughs> they didn't count on me. And I'll tell you what else me. I did. I, I took that bus, that I cranked that bus, and I drove it right to the generator shop and paid $3,000 to fix our generator. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, from, from the high hit, that's like winning the national championship and Davo gets arrested and taken to yeah, prison. That's, right. <laughs> that's what it felt like. I just, I saved our, our bus, our tour, everything's so good. And I drove in our generator, a piece of plastic flew up into it, and now the parts and labor are $2,800 dollars to fix <laughs> that's before so that we get some tires put on it you know well yeah, yeah but still so all, good, toby i want to ask you hey, this. we're here Did, we're here we're on tour so uh, i would let, when you toby, come to the show buy this. a t-shirt buy did a t-shirt you, do whatever you can toby did you uh i want to get like a little spiritual pulse did you at any point in time when that car started did you thank jesus it's a bus. like what's that it's a bus. You said car. The bus. Did you thank Jesus? Like, did you say, "Man, thank you, Jesus"? Oh yeah, for sure. God. Yes, yes. I, I, I did. Now, do you I think he know, answered that prayer? I don't know if he actually. Just, I think he more celebrated with me. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he like. He did it. Like, I just think he was like, "Yeah, hell yeah, God's man!" God's like, "Hot Woo! damn!" I, mean, I almost like that Jesus better, right? If Jesus just, I mean, if Jesus can <laughs> fix stuff, then I would be kind of mad. Like, dude, I mean, I paid a mechanic. Four hours to be out here, roadside assist. I did all this stuff. Jesus, if you got all this power to fix it, why this way? You could have done anything. But if Jesus goes, I'm staying out, but that was pretty badass, Toby. Woo-hoo-hoo, yeah! Then that Jesus, <laughs> that's a guy I like. I want to hang out. I want to get to know him a little better because he's he's with me. Through the good times and the bad, that doesn't mean he, you know, he made the bus crank. I like it that he, nah, you, you can deal with that, Toby. You got it. And that, I like that Jesus. Are you guys enjoying playing Eve on the road? Like, is are there are there certain albums that are more fun to play than others? Well, I actually newer. I wouldn't have thought that, but more fun. I think Eve uh, new albums are always better, but I think Eve actually is one of the more fun 
uh, albums to play just because it feels a little different than other stuff we've done. And we, we're playing things a little bit more differently. Our live show's a little bit, I hate saying mature. Maybe I don't hate it. It's, yeah, we're a little more mature. We're, our, our music quality, stage presence, everything I think is a little bit more uh, enjoyable in a way. It's so dignified. I, yeah, it's like a, in, you're, it's like a dignified. I mean, it's still it. rocking. And it's still good. And yeah. It's still Emory, but it's just something that's fun. And and I think this whole album, I love it so much. It, I I do think this is one of the more unique albums mm-hmm. that we've created. Uh, as far as our sound, it captures Emory, but I do think it's that. But yeah, but it's fun to play the new songs. All right, guys, let's talk about Valentine's Day for a second. I'm going to give you a tip on how to handle Valentine's Day. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up really early. I'm getting on an airplane, and I'm flying away from my wife to go to the Bad Christian Conference, okay? So I understand that that might not be the best idea, but it's what I got to do. So I'll tell you one way that I'm compensating for my absence on Valentine's Day this year, and that's with Pro Flowers. I am a Valentine's Day pro because my wife is going to be so happy in the middle of the day on Valentine's Day when she gets pro flowers. Their stuff's great. I gave it to her last year. Same thing. People like flowers. They're fresh. They're nice. And this year, order like a pro with pro flowers, okay? Pro flowers offers so many beautiful Valentine's Day bouquets to choose from that you're going to find something you'll love. Their stuff's freshly cut. It's carefully packaged. And it's express deliver, which means their flowers arrive in perfect condition. So Valentine's Day pro move for me. Keep it simple. Make a nice card and put a very heartfelt, sincere, or at least something that sounds heartfelt and sincere with your Pro Flowers order, and uh, you'll be in good shape. So they make it easy to order like a pro. Find the perfect bouquet at the perfect price with seven-day freshness guaranteed. So this Valentine's Day, let the pros at Pro Flowers handle the details and send your Valentine something you know they'll love. It supports the show very well if you use our promo code and support our sponsors for something you need to be doing anyway. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. If you hurry, you can get one dozen red roses with a free glass vase for $24.99 plus shipping and handling. You visit proflowers.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and and enter the promo code BADCHRISTIAN to choose the perfect roses at the perfect price. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and enter the promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Order today, not tomorrow. I do want to say, uh, not only are we up and off and running and justified in our travel situation, but we're yeah. justified by pop culture now because it came late, but it was a couple of weeks ago, Joey. I don't know if you caught or not, but we also, like men- some other bands did, got uh, roasted by Wendy's. Wendy's tweeted yeah, we at did. us with a joke at our expense, which could- is right up our alley, of course, because you know we that's our... 24-7 MO is to not take it seriously and say stuff about oh, people. So, at Emory's Twitter? Tweet, yeah, so, Twitter? So, uh, so Wendy's was roasting people, and they've just got a killer social media team, and they obviously have somebody inside of it that is uh, up on the screamo emo scene yeah. thing you know, that works there. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how many people work on their Twitter account, but they clearly got somebody that knows that world, and they had been roasting bands. And then the next day after they had been doing it or something, I tweeted them, uh, y'all still on duty? you know, with our names, if they knew who us or had something. And then it yeah. was a few days, they, they didn't get back for like another week. And then they tweeted us back uh, a couple, you know, a week ago or whatever it was and said, uh, sorry, I couldn't get to this tweet. We were busy trying to catch up on all those podcasts. Y'all keep starting. <laughs> <laughs> we're that's famous. Hilarious. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's Wendy's. Cool. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so Wendy's making fun of Emory for doing shit like this. I love it. It's, it's validating a little bit. So 
my brother went to a mineral concert there on their 25th year anniversary. And uh, for our listeners that don't know mineral, I think they're probably considered to be the epitome of 90s emo. It's, it's what I would call that, real emo, too. Like that was right. the real. Yeah. I, by the way, I'm sick and tired of bringing up emo with these people. And then they bring up like scary kids shit scare or uh, other scary kids or something <laughs> i don't think we're really emo we got not even that. that's, that's fine oh, that's yeah. fine but i'm like don't bring I, these what what were they like 2007 no, yeah I mean, but, but emo i mean th- this debate's pretty endless i, I mean from yeah, what i, I understand I I there's it. you know i think there's probably at least four things which people call real emo yeah, depending on who you are and your perspective, and across yeah. you know, a decade I knew emo and a half, was lost but. when everybody said that like Dashboard Confessional was emo. I just didn't think it was. I thought it was just like you know, pop, um, yeah, uh, con- uh, not country but acoustic. But I, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Anyway, so here, mineral. Here, here, here is a blast from the past. You know who opened up for Mineral? Pogo. Do y'all remember Pogo? Nope. I heard the name. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, like Mineral put two songs on itunes and i cannot stop listening to them listening to them over and over and over it's just so good and what it made me think is first of all if if someone just recommended hey there's this cool new band you know you got to check them out there's two songs on itunes then basically what i'm going to do is i'm going to listen to like 20 you know maybe listen to 20 seconds and if it's something that uh, i can pick up on it right away if it's something that i'm going to enjoy and usually it's not Mineral, totally different thing. The name in itself, I got to check it out. I'm going to listen to the songs in their entirety. But I started thinking, I was like, I love this stuff so much. How much of that is the power of suggestion with just the fact that it's mineral? I have this fascination with them. They're something that brings back memories. And they're seen as legit veterans but I really do think that they're some of the best. But why do I think that? Do I think that because it's the band M- Mineral or because they really are unbelievable? And then that led me to think of, you know, Toby and Jessica, for instance, they don't really get into chain restaurants. And I think a lot of snobby people in Charleston would look down on that being like, oh, there's so all these great restaurants you can't check out. And of course, they do that sometimes, but they kind of have their go-tos. They got food that, that they like to go, California Dreaming or whatever. And... I think that we all like that kind of food better. Like so so Priscilla and I went to a restaurant downtown called Circa 1886. Someone gave us a gift card. Yeah. It's just not a restaurant we would go to. I got to throw that out there. You know, pastors aren't that rich, okay? So somebody gave us a gift card, people. Um, but it was a really good meal, and it was very unique. They even served us complimentary chilled carrot soup. And I'll be honest with you, I really liked it, and I was surprised I liked it. But everybody knows if they're sitting in front of a deep dish Pizza Hut pizza, that that's better than circa eighteen eighty six. Circa eighteen eighty six. But we're all we all are supposed to say, "Hey, this meal is unbelievable because it's downtown." You know how downtown's notorious for great restaurants. Yeah. This is super expensive. This chef comes from a generation of you know six chefs and everything. It's power of suggestion, right? I mean, how Mm -hmm. much do y'all think that plays into me loving those mineral songs for? I think there are different things at play, but the first thing I want to uh, point out is you started talking about emo, and now you're talking about food because everybody knows food makes you emotional. Correct? Yes. Is that at least correct? Okay. And you had to go to pizza. Thanks, Heath. You could have said any food, but you definitely went pizza. That's a perfect example. Everybody knows their favorite food is pizza. I'm sure there's some exceptions, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I believe Matt when he says it. Well, I heard an economist uh, talk about th- this that actually recently, and he said there's a, uh, it's either Robin Hanson or Tyler Cowen, one of those two, to give him credit. But they, they were talking about uh, basically the choice you're always making is a guaranteed choice of something you know you like. That has its, a, a certain value to it. So when you go to the place you know and you order the thing you know you like, you, you have a very high percentage chance of being satisfied. So yeah. that's that's what you're choosing there, and then the in the other scenario, you try something different, or you go to a different restaurant. You go, and in that one, you're it's not even the same question. It's not which one do I like better. That's you seeking an experience or something yeah. new, or the possibility of novelty or increasing your knowledge or awareness. They're not even the same thing. So, if you know which one of those you're trying to do, kind of makes it a lot easier. It's not as black and white as is pizza better than fancy bisque. Seafood right. bisque, you know what I mean? And so that's one way to look at it. If that relates to... A lot more to, factors involved is what you're saying. Yeah, and so I don't know how that relates to seeing mineral or anything, except for I think the effect there, which is nice if you have a brand and a band and all that stuff, is if you establish what the comfort food of mineral is to you, if they stick near that, you're going to continue to go back there and trust them to give you the you know, satisfaction of... I'm going to get what I expect from mineral. So the power of suggestion but, is, is more of that you're already bought in and you trust that brand at reliably to give you music that you know you like coming from a curated source. And you would feel and you would know it if they violated that badly and put out some electronic pop and it was mineral. You would, you would absolutely, that would be so disheartening to you. But it's like, like the it, name Because it would mineral, violate the thing you were seeking. The, you were seeking a comfort a uh, nostalgic thing that you understand and know in a new way. And if they would have given you something totally different, you would reject it strongly. So it's not automatic. It, it, th- it counts th- on them doing what you expected. I'm going to throw out an old name here. Um, it makes it interesting. So there's a band called Dear Ephesus yeah, that, we, that we used to listen to. And I went to a concert. I think they were opening up for Appleseed Cast. And I think Hope's Fall was there. It was a really, really awesome band. And one of the guys between sets, uh, it, it actually, now I look back on it and I think Dear Ephesus guys were probably cool and kind of weird and cheesy because they actually asked the audience, has anybody uh, ever listened to emo music before? And it just kind of came off a little contrived. Yeah. And then they asked, uh, they actually asked the crowd, has anybody heard of Mineral? And this one kid raised his hand in the crowd and immediately the name Mineral was like this enchanted thing in my brain like okay the guy from dear ephesus basically because i talked to him afterwards he basically said mineral is the best band out right now they're the most unbelievable emo band it's so unbelievable i mean just on and on and on and on you gotta you gotta check out the power of failing and then you do a little bit of research the internet is super super old but you go on there and you find some stuff saying how mineral they're paving the way and all that stuff you're going into listening to that with like expectation and you've been told that this is about as good as it gets. So you're also believing that information and taking it in through that context. It's almost like a, uh, a, a dual mechanism. You have the art and then you have the information. The information has to influence how you're bringing it Yeah, of course it in. does. All right. Let me tell you guys something I do every single night in my bedroom. And that sleep on the best sheets I've ever slept on in my life. And I'm talking about Brooklyn. And you've heard me talk about Brooklyn before. And I just can't stop because, seriously, I never cared about I'm just going to be honest. I have never in my life thought about sheets. 
I just always thought, well, you just go get sheets somewhere and it doesn't matter. And then I was introduced to Brooklyn and heard so many good things about them. And now I haven't slept on anything else since. And I'm not joking. They are the most comfortable sheets. They have the best comforter. I love the pillowcases. Everything about Brooklyn is awesome. And you spend one third of your life in the sheets. One third of your life. Brooklyn and Sheets were named the winner of the best online best of online betting category by Good Housekeeping. Uh, there's just tons of raving reviews from Business Insider, Apartment Therapy, Men's Health, thirty thousand five star, thirty thousand plus five star reviews more than any other online betting company. Uh, and half a million happy sleepers and counting. Seriously, I mean, th- th- this is a husband and wife, Vicky and Rich, uh, founded this company in 2014. It just took off because the products are just that great. So here we go. My Brooklyn sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. I've already said that. And I'm saying it again because it's true. And now it's time for you to upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at brooklinen.com. Did you hear me? $20 off and free shipping. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get the $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code bad Christian. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. So yeah. I actually think, Joey, you made a really good comparison there. I think you're exactly right comparing mineral to the nicer restaurant. And here's what I'll say. People always make fun of me because I say I love Applebee's or I love Chili's, right? Uh, TGF Friday, whatever, the chain restaurants. And here is the reason why. They are cheaper and I don't expect as much, and it will be good. <laughs> That's why, like, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little, uh, I think Little Caesars is a step ahead, above everybody else just because I do. But I'm just saying, all those, the price and everything, when you go to that nice restaurant, mm-hmm. you, you you literally, if the if any part of the experience isn't that great, then you feel almost gypped. Like, you got robbed. Like, I mean, because you can get that good of service at Applebee's. You can get that good of whatever it is. You, you can get some soup <laughs> at Applebee's and stuff, and you won't be that mad. Like, uh the that that soup at Applebee's wasn't that great. You're not that yeah. upset. You're like, yeah, right. yeah okay. You know it's what I'm Applebee's. What did you expect? But, but, but if you, you pay ten dollars for a tiny cup of soup and it's not that good, you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and Everybody told me this true. place is amazing. But and that's even true and, if you just don't have the ability to understand it yet or like it. It may be good, but you're you know it's you're out of your element. And so right. that's that's and so Toby's very very conservative when it comes to food choices, and almost always you'd you'd agree that you're seeking satisfaction not novelty when it's time to choose food exactly and and because i really do believe the nicer the restaurant you go to you can't help but either be completely blown away or miserable and you got about a 80 percent chance to be blown uh uh, to be miserable and 20 percent chance to really be blown away that's right so like so so that's the same way with mineral that's the thing like you it's the same thing it's such it's, it's up on such a high tier that you're like man if it's not good, I'll be really disappointed. Like, if I don't really like this mineral. And so then mm-hmm. when they came through, so that 20% chance that after all these years, they got two new songs and they're actually good. You're like, whoa, of course I'm going to listen to more. I'm so happy. Wow. Yeah. Th- I mean, it, it did meet my expectations because I think this yeah. band is one of the greatest emo bands of all time. And they met my expectations. That's so awesome. It's so yes. wonderful. And so that's why I think everybody shits on 
other places, though, because I think, really, Applebee's does a phenomenal job <laughs> for the cost and what it does. I mean, <laughs> Me too. how many times do you go to Applebee's and you have a good time? You're with your buddies. Right. You're not going to spend that much. You're going to spend 10, 15 bucks. Now, if, if my buddies, like the Aaron Lunsford, who constantly wants to go to the most expensive place and get a tiny little dish that costs $20 and hardly, and I'm like, okay. All, all I can think about is, holy shit, to hang out with my friends, not on the bus where we were just sitting with beer, <laughs> I have to go pay $20 for this? Like, no, just give me a, a McDonald's app deal. I'm going to be way happier because the food's hey, going to be satisfying and pretty good for what it is. The let best situation ever on that, Joey. Let me tell you this one. The, the uh, best on. one ever of Toby is uh, when we were in France, and then you can't find no Applebee's. <laughs> we were in a town called Metz, France, which is yep. not, I mean, it's a city, big city. Beautiful city. So. And um, we were there for, for some reason, like over 24 hours. Like, and so we had to walk around and do all stuff. And it's, it's not a huge tourist town. I mean, or, or they don't speak English a ton. I know France is more that way. But we weren't finding many people that spoke English or any restaurants we recognized or knew what to do. So we finally sat on this really quaint, little beautiful cottage-like restaurant, and all the people were so nice, but we had no chance of talking to them, and they had no chance of talking to us. And so now we're sitting down in this restaurant, and we, all we can do is kind of look at the menu, and I know a few words or whatever, and we try to say, I think that means this, I think that means this, and then all we can do is kind of point at the menu. So Toby's food anxiety is the, through the roof. Food I mean, does. it's through the roof in such a situation. And of course, it's expensive or you know yes. whatever it is and then everybody orders just kind of tried to do the best they could yep. and whatever toby ordered came back and it was these super bizarre uh like uncooked cured meat combo <laughs> oh, weird gelatinous cold yeah. uh, <laughs> i don't know what it was <laughs> and it, i know it, something about food it's it like yeah, yeah. It's it was like, like quarters of br- of loaf of bread with weird meat and jellied things, yeah. and I was like, I just couldn't. I just said, I'll never, ever again. And he got burnt so bad. I mean, it was completely inedible to him, and it cost a lot. And everybody else got like a, a fried oh, chicken hilarious. cutlet. It turns right. out, yeah, Matt, Matt's came out and looked like a piece of fried chicken with some like mashed potatoes and gravy. So I like, what the hell? The one time I go, I'm in France. I'm gonna ch- challenge myself and do something neat. It backfires unreal. In a nice, cool, awesome. I mean, that experience would be like somebody's dream that wishes they could travel right. to go to a town yeah. like this, find a restaurant like this, have something they've never had before i mean just absolute uh, horror dystopian you know horror per, show for you know what priscilla and i argue against now and i'm I'm curious if if it's a midwestern thing is i tell her and I, i'll stand by this in high school so we're talking mid 90s applebee's was a really nice place to take your girlfriend on a friday night like there is such thing as a time era that we lived in in which when you take your girl to applebee's they're like oh my gosh applebee's i love applebee's thank you so much for taking me to applebee's she swears that applebee's was never a place to take your girl i think that's insane uh uh, she's wrong i mean people it's just been around for a while i remember when it first came to greer everybody was blown away we're like oh my gosh we got a nice restaurant (laughs) in greer that's right wow that's unbelievable i will say this though on just on a side note uh and matt remembers this we did an acoustic tour we were in baltimore and i'm sure we've talked about on the podcast but we got to it just so happened that we played a coffee shop and the coffee shop was owned by this super expensive, nice restaurant right down the way. It was James Beard winning chef. James James Beard Beard award winner, the chef. And so... We also did get a deal. They 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 treated us really well. It's still, I mean, the bill was still no, hundred no, hundred dollars. 
No, I no, don't no, think we it, paid. We we paid for drinks. It was still like almost oh, we just paid for the drinks. Okay, it was still like one hundred fifty dollars, but they were cool drinks and all kinds of. Stuff. And the bartender was great. And we t- some of that was tipped too. I think maybe you know yeah. they they treated us unbelievable. They gave well. us all the food. So yeah, the, all yeah, the yeah. see in that situation, all the risk is gone for you. Yes, yeah, and so that's why the you other thing it. about it too, Joey, was this. And I'll give Lunsford some credit here too in a minute. Uh, I didn't have to pick anything. They said we're going to bring this out to you. So they brought out like bone broth. And uh, or uh, what's bone the marrow bone marrow, which was, was unbelievable. Unreal. The way they did the fruit, the way they did everything, and our bill probably would have been six hundred dollars oh, at yeah. least. Yeah. And I was just, I, I mean, I do believe six hundred dollars. If I'd have walked out there paying six hundred dollars, I don't know if I'd have been that happy. But that meal, <laughs> that meal was easily worth hundreds of dollars, though. Like I do yeah. think the quality, the art, all of that behind it. The other thing is like Lunsford. When the one time Lunsford, we were in uh in New York, and he took us to this really awesome Asian restaurant. I forget what the name of it is. He probably would kill me if I didn't say what it is. But P.F. Chang's. Yes, yeah, P.F. Chang's. <laughs> but uh, it was this really nice, expensive place. But o- Lunsford ordered for all of us, and that's what I Mission I Chinese. love. Mission Chinese. It was so good. And Lunsford ordered all the food, so I didn't have that anxiety of picking the wrong thing. That's what I think I hate almost the most. Like, you almost can't go wrong. You know pretty much where everything is at Applebee's. You go to a new restaurant, you don't really know what it is. And that's why, I, for the longest time, like, I love Thai food, but for the longest time, I only got Pad Thai because I knew, oh, that Pad Thai yeah. is going to be delicious. You know, then I started, you know, trying some other stuff. But for the longest time, because I was like, I'm too scared to waste $15 on something, which is a dumb thing, but that is really true. But good comparison okay. there, Joey. You compared uh, food and music in a really great way. I'm really proud of you. Well, appreciate I appreciate it. that. I felt confident in that analogy. I don't know why Matt struggled so much with it yeah. and said that there was no connection. I don't. Oh, I don't you, understand. You didn't know Matt's I an actual there was dickhead. A <laughs> Matt's a dickhead, yeah. Joey. You didn't know I that said there is. A, I said there was a no, connection. no. I like so Joey, the dickheadedness caused that. Yes, it's a dickheadedness causes that. Matt is a so is, actual dickhead. Is that right. something that I need to be upset about? No, 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 no. You need to be like almost forgiving. He can't help it. Yeah. I, I mean, Why do y'all think I wear this hat all the time? If I yeah. take it off, there's a dick under it. There's a dick hole. No, that, that's what the hat is for. He's figuratively a dickhead. No, actual literally dickhead. a dickhead. My head is an actual dick. Dickhead. It is one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm nice, but my head is a penis. He's a, what, a, a hey, wouldn't sweet that be crazy? Guy. Wouldn't that be crazy if you walked if you walked by someone in the city and he had like a black hoodie on, and then when you got closer, it was literally the head of a penis kind, and it was like a bobblehead. You would run, you would run so fast. Good (laughs) lord, you'd be so. If you saw a person with a dick head, (laughs) you would have run. Everybody would. No one would would not run. And nobody would understand the 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 villain. That you encountered because you'd be like, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. I just saw a dickhead on the street. I couldn't believe it. I ran as fast as I can. I'm here to tell you. And they're like, what what'd he do? Like cut in front of you in traffic? No, no he's, a, he's a dickhead. You don't he's understand. A dickhead. You got to come. We got to get the photographer, call the police. It would there's finally a get to the point where you'd have to be like, no, no. His head is a dick. Yeah, especially because people have ruined the word literally. So that doesn't even help. You, no, no, right. literally he's a dickhead. No, I know. Okay, so what did he say to you that was so mean? <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, so okay. That's a great horror film. A yeah. super nice guy that has a dick for a head. Yeah, right. Because it gets worse and worse because people are so mean to him. Run that's from why him. he's so jaded and he yeah, winds yeah. up killing people. Because- oh, no. No, he... He uh, it, it let's it could be it, it could even be a Christian movie. His head turns into a dick 
whenever he starts having lustful thoughts about somebody that's not his wife. And it's a slow thing. And he look, he's like, oh my gosh, my face is turning gray. It's starting. Like a, it's it's starting. like a Christian werewolf tale starring Kirk Cameron. Like I the like lobster. It. Do you remember the movie The <laughs> Lobster? Have y'all seen that? Ed becomes yeah. a dick. No, yeah. it's, what's, the, what's Kirk Cameron's? Uh, Ray Comfort. <laughs> Ray yeah, Comfort Ray and Comfort. Dickhead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From the makers of Fireproof and God's Not Dead 2 comes this Have you fall. ever told a lie? Dickhead. Have you ever lust, looked lustfully upon a woman? Have you ever had a dickhead? <laughs> 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 Man, okay. do I wa- I hate those videos and I watch them. Mm-hmm. I, that Ray Comfort stuff, he just it's just unbelievable. It gets me. I've tried to All get right. him on the podcast. I hope he comes on the podcast. Reach out to okay. Ray Comfort. Yeah, Ray Comfort, we would love to, to chat be on the show sometime. or be in our movie dickhead. And and Kirk. I mean, by the way, we've had Stephen Baldwin, so Kirk Cameron, you can't be that far off. <laughs> I know. Come on. <laughs> You're not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me take a second here. We'll talk about a sponsor, <laughs> and then when we get back from that, I want to talk about Jordan Peterson. If that's good oh y'all. Lord! All right, uh, this Valentine's Day, I'm going to be at the BC Con, and my wife's going to be at home watching the kids, and that might not be the best idea. So I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm sending my wife some Sherry's berries, and that's going to smooth it over. I promise you, because they're that good. No joke. We love Sherry's berries. They taste delicious. They're massive strawberries with perfect, delicious chocolate. It just like melts in your mouth. I I mean, I love it so much. And on a little side note, dipped strawberries are the only fruit and chocolate mix that I can, that I like. I mean, any other thing, no way. But Sherry's Berries just takes it all to the next level. It's unbelievable. I'm going to send those. My wife's going to get them on Valentine's Day. She doesn't even know yet. And I know she's going to smile, and uh, I will too, because no hassle. I just order the berries. They get sent. I don't have to worry about anything else, and my wife's happy, and so am I. You never go wrong with their signature dipped Valentine's strawberries, dipped in milk, dark, or white chocolate goodness for any discerning palate. She'll... Or he'll fall in love with every bite. Topped with decadent top uh, toppings like chocolate chips, heart, and glitter sprinkles. They're always fresh, always tasty, always worth the wait. That's the, one of the best things about them. They are seriously always fresh. And arrives fresh with 100% Sherry's Berries guarantee. And they ship anywhere nationally. Give sweet somethings to your long-distance love. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'll be in Dallas. She'll be in Nashville. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So send her the Valentine's gift of her dreams or him. I know everybody likes chocolate-dipped strawberries at the price of your dreams starting at. Let me tell you that. Give the Valentine's gift of his or her dreams at the price of your dreams starting at $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Plus, order now and make this Valentine's really special by adding a dozen red roses for just $19.99 more. Shipped with your Sherry's Berries at no extra charge. Go to berries.com, click the microphone, and enter my code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. That's right. I said my code. I'm taking over. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click the microphone, enter uh, enter the code bad Christian. Order it today. You're gonna love it. Oh, I can't wait. I hope she saves me some. Okay, so this Jordan Peterson character. You heard the name? Are you familiar? Yep. Yeah. Of course. I, I I had him on. He it was booked for this podcast, and the last minute yep. they pulled out due to bad uh, internet or something. I yeah. Know. I I was going to have a one on one with him for an hour yes. for break it down the same time um, while he was doing his book tour. And man, am I so unhappy that that have of all the things that had to cancel. And it was because he had bad hotel internet, which I understand, or maybe blew it off, whatever. But 
in either case, that would have been so cool to have had a, a one hour conversation with just me and Jordan Peterson. It existed that I had. That would have been terrific. You know, yeah. I got to talk to Dan Carlin like that one time, and that's just amazing. So if you can't tell, I like Jordan Peterson. But uh, do y'all know Jordan Peterson? I mean, what what is your familiarity with who he is and what he's done, Joey? Just to make very, sure that's very out little, there. very little. I know that he is has quickly become, like quickly, like unprecedentedly quickly become very influential, very famous. And I think he's very polarizing. I think people either think he's almost like Jesus or he's the worst person ever. Mm -hmm. I know he has a podcast, and I think that's how he acquired all mm -hmm. of that uh, follow is through his podcast, well, but I'm here, not sure. Here is the way that he And I he think rose. he's got like some hints of Christianity or something. Yeah, so he started with a couple of things. He was doing these super long... Uh, analysis. He's a psychologist. He was doing these super long, detailed analysis of of Bible stories. So similar to a preacher, he would sit there and unpack, you know, Cain and Abel for two hours and give insights and tie it to psychology and practicality and stuff like that. And it's 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 just tremendously powerful, uh, insightful, good speech. I mean, gripping if you are interested in that kind of thing at all. Then he got into a some kind of thing over this bill in Canada. He's a Canadian professor to where he uh, was opposing the enforced speech of where you have to call transgender people by whatever their preferred pronoun is, otherwise it's a crime or something like that. Yeah. And he stood up to that kind of legislation that was coming down, and that yeah. really put him in, in the public sphere. And then people found him, found his biblical lectures, and that really blew up. And then he's just continued to rise from there, and now he sells out theaters for over 3,000 people. It takes like $100, do the math, you know what I'm saying? And he's Gee. been on tour ever since. He hasn't gone home. He doesn't go home. So he had a book that came out in the meantime called 12 Rules for Life, and it's top seller, you know. Right. So it's just it's, it's an explosion of a public intellectual, like I don't know that hardly we've ever seen almost like it's and, and and he's of course very polarizing and all this kind of stuff okay that's who he is if you're not if you're not familiar now i think that i love every word he's ever said <laughs> everything that this guy says i go holy shit be careful yeah. matt sounds okay. like driscoll did to you well i'll get there that is why I'm calling bullshit on Jordan Peterson. I'm out on Jordan Peterson. And I think that he's, I, I would, I'm very nervous about him. I almost think he's phony or an opportunist. I love every word he's ever said. <laughs> okay. That's, that's some complex stuff there, man. Yes. So I am disconnecting from Jordan Peterson at this time. From me, I mean, I'll still listen to his stuff and everything, but I'm, I'm calling it so, right here. Uh, this as far as I You're go. You're saying, be, oh, wait, no. say that again. Because I, you've loved everything he said, and I'll explain further. I've what, never yeah, heard him I, say something I disagree <laughs> with, and most of the stuff he says makes me leap out of my seat and say, "Hell yeah, okay." Then that's that right. is the end. So, so uh, I've seen it before. I've seen this before. I've had this feeling before, and yeah. I think that Jordan Peterson is as close as you can get, identical to Mark Driscoll and Donald Trump. And I'll, I'll tell you how. <laughs> oh, They're the That's same. big statements there, buddy. <laughs> yep, and I'll, back, and I'll back it up with my complete conjecture, but only from my experience of experiencing it before. 
I'm, I'm excited quick, to hear real this. Real quick, because... Jordan Peterson does want to be on this podcast now. Well, just, that's even... fine. And I mean, I, like, again, you'll see, you'll, you, it'll make a little bit more sense. I painted the extremes of the position, how much I'm I like it. I'm excited to hear that. And your answer, I'm calling though, bullshit. So I'm excited, to hear your an- I'm excited to hear your answer because uh, you, what you're saying is, I like this person so much that I have to break up with them. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's not exactly thing. that. I actually don't think anything he's saying is bad or harmful. It's not. That's not right. the point. Right. The point is, what I recognize is that everything he is saying is custom, targeted, and tailored and designed for me to have that reaction. It's, yeah. He knows how to make me do that. And me represent many people. Many, you know, I'm a right. demographic, yes. and he yes. has it laser-beamed, unbelievable, and so I know there's something wrong there. That's what Driscoll was like. So the problem is not the message that he's saying at any given time. Again, right. he's just saying things I agree with with a deeper intellectual concepts than I yeah. had previously grasped. It's kind of yeah. a little bit of a trick. He just put more thought into something. And, uh, I mean, it's even really, really clear. Like, he, he talks pretty openly about how he does it. He thinks about a problem that's really difficult on the edge of his understanding, and then he gets in front of an audience, like his class for a lecture. He's been yes. honing this skill, and he says uh, what he's always doing is reading the audience and seeing what's connecting and what's not. He's open about that. That is his process. That's, and so he has gotten this unbelievable skill of communicating, responding, learning what, what works and what doesn't work, floating it to people. That's quite intoxicating. And when it begins to work, you begin to care about the connection with people and the growth more than the thing that you thought you were there to talk about in the first place. Is that getting warm? Does that make sense? Yes. I think you, so. The, you, like, he means his message, maybe even, but sure. now, it, but it's been transferred to, oh, wait, my message is resonating. How do I make the message resonate even more and grow my brand? Yeah, and the way? easiest way is change the message to what's going to work even better. Right. That's right. the easy thing. To, that's what it is. That's what you do. You don't care. And he's a, I don't think he's an unethical guy necessarily or anything like that. And you're right? saying it's, e- it's easy to, when you say it's easy, that it is to bring more people onto your okay. side yeah. of influence? The example, what I'm saying is he uh, is so powerful and so able to, to do what it is that he yeah. does, which is connect with people, draw an audience, communicate with them, have them think he's a genius, feed them stuff, and then continue on up the ladder. That's what he's doing. What he's going to talk about next week, whatever. That's not the important part of what he's doing to him. And so at this point, he's become much, much, much more of a motivational speaker. And he talks about it that way. He goes, it's a love fest. He's got Dave Rubin talking about, it's just all a love fest. These talking points are internalized, they're digested, and he knows that everything he goes out there, he wants the talking point and the thing to all, and I've done enough interviews with people to know when these not legitimate conversations, but talking points thrown back and forth yeah. with the podcaster or whatever. Right. But he's trying to get the message out constantly that this is positive, that it helps people, that this is that. And we know where that goes. And it's fine, but it's just no different than Tony Robbins or something like that. It's If right. it helps you, it helps you. Now he's a motivational speaker. And the biggest, richest, powerful, I don't think it's about money either. He's just succeeding at being a motivational speaker. I thought he was the guy that gave biblical lectures. What happened to that? He ain't going back to that. Right. <laughs> he's not interested in that. He never will be again. That's not what he's doing. He's moving yeah. on to what is the next thing. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's not make, right. that doesn't make him wrong, but let me tell you why it's dangerous. And I love Jordan Peterson still. I love to talk to him, love to hang out with him. I agree with him. I still like what he's talking about. But I'm just saying he is he is more operating into the scope of opportunism. 
So that'll lead you wherever it leads you, good or bad. I don't know. There's good opportunities. You take them. Okay. You know, I get it. <clears throat> I would probably do the same thing. I feel like I'm a person that understands other individuals' psychologies and manipulation pretty well. So I think I recognize, I've always recognized that about Driscoll. Now it's the same. Mark Driscoll, and Toby, you remember this, when he was, when you were working yeah. there, he was like, now I'm going to be positive father, Mark. And gonna, you, you want to tell that story? Gosh. That's that the spot at that Mark Hill? was at. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? When he said he's doing real marriage, it's like, I used to be the angry young guy that did this, all this right. stuff that, you know, he was ex- expounding the Bible and giving hard lessons that I thought were great, and I loved what he said, and I do think it was mostly good and helpful at that time. Right. But at some point, Toby, you remember this inflection point with Mark where he goes, ah, I'm going to be priestly. I mean, I remember you saying that because it was a private meeting, but... Yeah, I mean, he just he ended up deciding that was probably his next move that he was able to. I I remember him lamenting several times that he wished he was older so that people would listen to him and respect him more. And then as he was getting older and getting able to go, you know, he always really prided himself on the marriage and being a family man and loving his wife. And even though they had rough times. And so he was trying to move into that stage, which also would help his brand in a way. Like, like I said, I don't even know yeah. if that was necessarily with the most evil intent. Like I no. think, but, but it was, wait a minute, if I move into this, I'm not, he wanted to move away from the tough cussing pastor to the fatherly figure that was respected and could speak into maybe even potentially other pastors' lives, other organizations. Well, he's done but, it. You know. I mean, but, but he trounced <laughs> upon his previous statements. I'll never do this. I'll never right. do that. It's not about me. My name will never be on the website. Right. I'm going to stay here and teach the Bible. You know, that's what he was doing. I was yes. like, yeah, 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 until that was no longer expedient for him. And now right. he's now he's a, oh, I'm a marriage guru, pastor right. of the biggest church possible, and I just want to be on TV and do PR stunts and prime people with my tweets and then right. land at home later and drive the talking points that we do in private meetings, no matter what, this is the takeaways that I want everybody to have. And when you go back and look at it, all of his sermons were doing that. He would talk about wolves and false teachers anytime he would come under scrutiny. You could eventually, you could just see it like his sermons. And he would lean on the fact that all I do is pick a book, like drop my finger down and go through it and teach it. I don't know. Like that was his cover for deep manipulation. Like all I do is just take the story of who Esther and then make it about what he the talking point he wanted to get across for his culture and his image yeah. for the next season. That's all it ever was. Yeah. That's all it ever was. And so, but he would it's it seemed bulletproof and everybody loved what he said. And it might have even been good content until it wasn't. And that's right. the problem with opportunism. So let me tell you what Jordan Peterson, Mark Driscoll, and Donald Trump have in common. This world is so jacked. Go ahead. It's <laughs> okay. unreal. It's Number one, unreal. Donald Trump, Mark Driscoll. And Jordan Peterson have absolute world class skills and abilities that are rare and they're at, totally. the, at the highest level. That's number one thing they yep. have. Other people cannot do what they do, regardless of their motives, intentions, a map, a plan. Even if you told exactly what they do, almost nobody can do it. They really have a developed skill, stuff like that in their yes. in their thing. And Donald Trump's is not like being a brilliant. A policymaker or anything, of course. I'm saying his way of persuasion and, you know, knowing how to mobilize people and raise the funds and capture the attention, all that. He's he's just the best of all time, probably, at that. Uh, That man is immoral, terrible person with no ethics and is very dangerous. That's that just that just happens to be a bad expression of of that. Mark Driscoll was kind of good. And now I think he's not so good. And Jordan Peterson, I still think is great, but we'll see where the opportunity leads him. Okay, so one, they have world class skill. Two, they have world-class 
just charisma and personality the, and, and the ability right. to manipulate. Those two things are almost always tied together. That's point number two. Charisma and ability to manipulate always go hand in hand. When somebody is charismatic, that person can manipulate. And yeah. largely, that's what it is. The charisma is, is the expression. It's a tool for achieving your ends. That's how you get good at it, kind of a thing. So they, they all three, we, everybody agrees so far, other than people that yes. think Donald Trump know, doesn't have world-class sure. talent, but I assure you he does. Um, and then the third one is, and this is the scary one. This is where it gets re- really bad. Those three men will never, never stop. <laughs> they will never stop. They won't stop. They'll do something different. They'll go another way. They'll go. They'll double down. They'll push through. You will give up before they do. And they possess those other two things. That's what's dangerous. Well, what's their motivation, and what do they think their motivation is? It's just and normal. The same, same as everybody else. Grow, expand, get stuff, follow things. I mean, everybody's like that. Everybody yeah. follows opportunity kind of upward in a way. Some people have ethics. Some people don't. Some people are mixed. Some people, I don't know. But I'm saying it's kind of un- they're kind of unstoppable in a way. Like, you're not going to stop them. So yeah. whatever they do, they're going to do. They will succeed. So we hope it goes good, <sighs> but they will succeed. You can't stop them. And there's not a lot of people like that. But that, I mean, I, you could probably go back a lot of tyrants and dictators and rule. I mean, if you just, if you're most of your focus, even if it's unknowingly, is a power, if the power is the most intoxicating thing to you, well, the message just doesn't really matter, right? It's just a, it's a part of the thing. If you're just trying to go up, well, then whatever it is that you're trying to do can be flexible. And it is with those men. Right? That's crazy, I, I man. Mean, I mean, the point, yeah, I mean, it's already been proven. You're exactly right. Uh, these men, uh, I mean, until something drastic happened and some real intervention step in, Driscoll was headed to the top of the preaching world, right? Like, I mean, if, if the He'll church— He'll probably still get there. He might it's just still a get, delay. You're right. He might be right. And obviously, uh, Donald Trump became the most right. powerful man in the world. And so Jordan Peterson go as far as he probably wants, maybe. That focus and intensity, and you're right, that charisma and that, that lures you in. Like, what an interesting, like, the, the reason why it appeals to me so much is, first of all, I love the idea of anybody being able to basic, I love freedom. And I like people being able to say what they want to say, regardless of how much I hate it or disagree with it, right? I still, I, that feels fundamentally American to me about the idea of America, of just you come here or you, you can be here and say things and without, you know, say what you want to say. I can choose to like it or not. But anyway, I also like the idea that it, it seems rational. And you're right. Like most of the things Jordan Peterson says to me, I just go, oh, that sounds right. Everything yeah, he that, says <laughs> I love. And that's why he's saying it. Right. It's, it's, a, it's an algorithm. I look at these guys like computer. I look at lots of stuff like computers. But they are an algorithm that is optimized for growth and that's just that's how computer programs go bad. That's how, you know Facebook wasn't trying to meddle in election. They just had an algorithm that optimized for ad revenue and attention on screen. And then there will be whatever outcomes there are. And these men are algorithmically built and optimized for power increase. The rest will just be the details. I mean, imagine the shallow nature in which you are explaining these people, and yet their followers, especially like in Driscoll's case, dedicated their whole lives to whatever that person was leading. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. it's normal, and you know, lots of this is probably the story of many leaders across human history. But I'm just saying, yeah. it's weird from my position. I mean, I was really, really uh, close to Mark Driscoll, not in a personal way, but I mean, I studied him. You know, like I study things. You know, yeah. Like I, I, I learned so much from Mark that I know and use today about communication and manipulation, and I can't unlearn it. And it was amazing. I, I right. can pick up what people are doing, deconstruct it and reconstruct it and use it for myself. That's the way I think. I know what's going on. I know I know the talk. I, I get it. It's unbelievable. And you can't stop it. <laughs> but you, that's, hey, that's alarming, you know. But again, Jordan Peterson, I don't have any idea what he would do bad. Maybe he'll just be a rich motivational speaker. That's great. But right. he doesn't do the thing. You know, that's fine. But Do y'all think someone like, Jordan Peterson, who is revered as a brilliant thinker, or someone like Rogan, for instance, would will we ever have a president like that? Like just a, somebody that everybody's like, man, they're really smart. They say a lot of smart things. President, smart ain't it? Really, I mean, I'm, I'm never big on smart as a quality that it means anything. I, I kind of am low on that, so. Smart. I guess what I'm helps, talking about though is like a non-political, philosophic sort of. Well, Donald person. Trump is is pretty non-political, so it's certainly possible for a non-politician to, to I mean, get yeah. office. Well, one one really I think Dabo of- uh, might actually have some of this too. By the way, that that's when it clicked for me. Is yeah. Dabo is kind of the same way. Yeah, they have that charisma and that thing yep. that lures you in. Well, I will well, say Dabo this, has like, talking points, is what I'm saying. Coaches and press conference, there's oh, never right. been a better one than Dabo. He knows right. the thing that he already thought long and hard about the thing that he wants to come across about Clemson being a family, and yeah. it's all about all that. He thought about it. He calculated it. He knows that's the message. He knows that's what recruits have. And then when right. he's asked on the sideline, it looks like he'd never thought about it before, and it comes pouring out natural as you could ever imagine. He's, yeah. bru- I mean, look what he's been able to achieve. So put Dabo on the list too. I'm not yeah. saying uh, Dabo and Jordan Peterson are my two favorite people. So that makes me say, watch out, because <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're engineering it for me, and they're succeeding. Well, I mean, what are they supposed to do, though? I mean, okay. if they're that if they're that good at it. I mean, I, I, you know what makes me mad is I'm a, actually just a little jealous. I wish I was better at it. Like, I, just, <laughs> well, I wish good. I could. I wish I could do that. Like that. That's Toby, what I you're think good so, at manipulating. You have a lot of charisma. You've been able to. Not like that. <laughs> not 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 like that. I mean, one of well, the be best. Glad thing, you don't have more. Here's what I I dislike. Like for uh, honestly, this podcast, every single person freely regularly and is open to really critique and disagree and almost always does like you would a regular person like that's what i in a way i'm i'm kind of proud of the this podcast for that now we could i could you could and joey could be extremely more careful say way less stuff not not at all seem stupid or ignorant or dumb like we actually are and we might have more fans, and people would think we're cooler and better. Yeah, but that's what—that's what I don't like, and that's what it yeah. seems like you're kind of getting at here. There's something yes. really strange when you just think somebody's so awesome because nobody is. Nobody's yes. so awesome, and yeah. so that's what—that's what, that's what I, right. I mean. That's, that's why I like alarm. Rogan. There's tons right. of times where I'm like, Rogan's acting a little weird right now, and I think he does. He, he's one of the best at it. He's very mm-hmm. relaxed, good, it just uh, just giving it to you. How he you getting a real Rogan? 
That's what you're getting. And so, of yeah. course, you can critique it or disagree with him. And stuff, but you get to. You know how many people? Yeah, but, de- I mean, how many people DM y'all? I know if they DMing me this much, they have to be DMing you guys a ton. You have access to us. You can say mean stuff to us or whatever. We're not saying we're experts or anything. And that's what I think is is hopefully that's going to become more valuable. But it is so hard not to be lured in by these people. Well, I'm that's what I, Rogan's a good example. Rogan or us could and uh, yeah, how convenient to compare ourselves to Joe Rogan there. I, 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 I get that, <laughs> but but our, my principle is not that. This is an experiment to go wherever it goes. I was talking to somebody yesterday. He's like, yeah, if you just give them reliably the thing and present yourself as an expert and do this and it's Christian stuff, but it's irreverent, but you're giving practical this, you would just go, 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 go up, 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 up. And I was like, okay, I'll never do that. I cannot and I will not do that. That's what I won't do. So to me, and and Rogan, I think is similar. Like, I don't think he's, there's no other angle. He's just present and in what he's doing for the most part i don't think there's another play it's not part of a larger play it's just kind of right. true so that that's a that's just a personal decision on, on, on how to do it but to me if i wanted to grow in power and influence directly at the expense of my principles of well don't listen to me or do it yourself or you know if i wanted to push those aside and say but actually when you get mature you need to start doing x y and z if you hear me right. doing that i'm full of shit right and I'll, I may, maybe I will do it, but go ahead, call me out. I mean, I'm, you know, like I, I know how yeah. to do that. It can be done, not as well as those people are able to do it, but it can be done. But I don't think it's a good goal, and it's worth yeah. checking in yourself and recognizing other people. That was one of the creepiest, weirdest things about Driscoll is that he he said that in a sermon. If I ever you ever see me doing this, this, and this, and then they they actually took he did every sermon. he did almost they everything. took those sermons Gosh. down. You couldn't access them anymore. Yeah. He, <laughs> he did almost everything yeah. that he said he would never do. He d- yeah. eventually did, and they just so, took uh, down those sermons. And, right, and, and when the person yeah. is singular with no accountability, like a Jordan Peterson would be, right. it'll just be whatever happens will happen. Are you surprised? There's no, those there's sermons you can do about it. Are you surprised those sermons haven't been leaked by someone? I mean, someone's got to have those. No, I mean, this is it's not just that incriminating stuff. They would pull stuff down week to week, like way before there was this. This is like 10 years before, five years before Marcel broke apart. That was already, they already had a political type PR guy there and were managing everything and pulling clips down. They were the first people doing stuff like that, like an information. I mean, Mark Driscoll is kind of the prototype for the Donald Trump, like the manipulation game and the media control and the spin and the post truth and the pulling out little things. They were pulling stuff out of sermons pretty early on that before, <laughs> right. before people were deleting tweets way before that. Yeah. I mean, he was managing every bit of it all the time for a very focused goal at all times. That's now, always he, he, what's happening. Here's the Gosh. thing, Joey, that bothers me the most. And I know uh, we got some uh, good uh, club interviews here coming up, so we got let's get to those real quick. Last thing I'll say about it is the thing that bothers me now is it doesn't matter anymore about what Driscoll did or whatever. The people that now that are choosing to support him, knowing that he ran from Seattle with his tail tucked through his leg in his between his legs and hurt a lot of people the people that would support mark driscoll now are the people you need to watch out for because those people yeah. still sniffing something like that charisma and that power and that thing that he had they're they're hoping maybe it comes back and the guy he needs some help i don't think he's in a good space and i don't i don't think i mean I, who am i i shouldn't be leading a church i don't think he should either 
But yeah, I, that, I do believe you watch out for them. And what makes it even more complicated is I don't think that they know that they're dangerous. They just think, well, oh, correct. obviously this correct. guy's anointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so what? Uh, I, 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 mean, I know. I'm with you. What, I, I mean, I wish you, I could be you on watch Jordan your Peterson's kids, board. Don't you? I, I don't, right. I don't, this, this guy did something weird in another town, but yeah, we'll let him babysit our kids. Nah. Right. Not going to do it. So I ain't going to yeah. let people, I'm not, not going to let a pastor do that. This guy did I, something bad in Seattle. Oh, uh, yeah, he'll probably be fine in Arizona. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Not, that ain't true. I, I would like to present myself as Jordan. Could you name me to your accountability board? I'd love to help because I'd love to <laughs> keep you on the right track, is what I'm saying. You know, like you don't want to. You're yes just trying man. to get into the power. That's all you want. He's got you. Yeah, this whole thing was a setup so you could get closer <laughs> to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> but I, I think right. accountability is what they need, of course. But, you know, it's just an individual doing their thing. So. That's, All right, that's well, what's dangerous. Well, people that do matter and we do care about are in the club. If you're not in the club, I'm serious. If you think what we say on these these episodes that you get now out in the this then the public are crazy. Wait till you hear some of the stuff we say behind uh, the doors of the BC Club. They get the, all these episodes. And uh, so we like to just show some of you folks how cool the people are. No, Nobody gets trashed more in the BC Club than us three, though. <laughs> people are always talking shit oh, about yeah. us in the BC Club, which I love. That's what I'm saying. Like The BC Club is kind of our uh, our board of elders. They're like, yeah, y'all are full of shit. They say, yeah. I'm almost certain, almost every single day somebody says I'm full of shit. They're probably yeah, right. a regular pastor says, oh, gosh, I got these 12 deacons that I right. got or whatever. Uh, we, got a, we got a high accountability board of a thousand people that give us shit constantly so we're we're good right so if you want to join those folks and uh, keep us accountable and all the good things that come along with it you can go to uh, badchristian.com and check that out but who is up today for an awesome club interview uh we've got fritz and michael michael fritz can you hear us absolutely all right, so uh, a couple episodes ago, or last episode, I don't remember when it was, we had a BC Club All-In member, Rob Wolf, on, who is a big, longtime supporter, and we're trying to develop that into a segment to hear from some of these awesome people and demonstrate a little bit of our club and community. But instead of having them come on with, you know, this is the way Joey would want to do it, have them come on and talk about how great Bad Christian is. So instead <laughs> of doing that, I thought it might be better for to have people be able to do the thing where they get to come on and say, I like you guys, and I don't agree with everything you say but and i want to stop them right there then let's just get it out so you're in the club these guys have been supporting us financially they're in the community everything else and let's give them opportunity to disagree with us instead of come in here and pat us on the back i think that's a little bit more our, our style so we have both michael and fritz on the show today and can you guys hear us affirmative it's all good to go here. Awesome. Okay. Well, my, Michael and Fritz and the rest of the BC Club, I do want to say something that I picked up on, and I think it's pretty profound, is that Matt is developing feelings for the BC Club, and that is a really big deal. It's coming out in his words and his facial expressions when he talks about the BC Club. It is actually touching to my heart, and so we could actually add that as a perk. Like For people that really like Matt, you can... One of your perks is him, him, him feeling something about you. I will you. feel That's something really cool. for you if you join the yep. BC Club. That's true. Yep. Um, but I do want to say, before we get to the disagreement part, I have been looking at pictures on the internet of one of the BC Clubbers who is freaking rock climbing, multi-pitch climbs, doing stuff on the sides of rocks. I've been looking at it all week thinking how awesome that is, and I wonder if he would hook me up and take me some time, and then I get on the podcast today, and it's Fritz. That's you. You're the one up on those rocks. Are you on a, a rock climbing trip right now? It would make my day. 
I would love to take you guys out sometime. I'm actually a guide. That's oh. one of my jobs. And I'm starting a wilderness therapy program in the next five years. That's so, so I would cool. love to take you guys out. I, I want I want to do it. Uh, Seth, our original drummer, Seth Studley, uh, and I used to do rock climbing. And we I've done some multi-pitch climbs and stuff like that. I have a little bit of a background in it and done, you know, lead climbing and things like that just a little bit. Um, and so I just I just love it. I haven't done it in, you know, years and years because of time and stuff like that. But to be able to have an opportunity to go with somebody like you from what I've seen you doing just looks incredible. Yeah, man, if you want to get some of this action, too, I've got ice gear. Wow. Yeah, yeah man. Anyway, let's move on then. What is it? What are the things? You've been supporting us, yet there's things that grind you, that bug you. What are they? <laughs> Where we cross the line in your in your view, Fritz. Absolutely. Well, I have to say, you know, absolutely love you guys. Love the show. Um, the new album, just out of this world. It's non pareil. I mean, you guys blew everything out of the park <laughs> yeah. with this most recent yeah. album, Eve. So congratulations for that. I'm really proud of you guys. I'm sharing this album with all my friends. Um, yeah, Fritz, I, I just want to tell every, day. I just want to tell everybody that we didn't ask you to say any of that. That was from no, the heart. That was straight no, from man. the heart. All right. So my girlfriend and I have this thing where we intentionally listen to albums. We don't just turn on background noise, but like we sit down, we turn on an album, crack a brew and listen to it start to finish. And Eve is one of our favorite albums to do that. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I forget. What was the question? What you don't agree with, Fritz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) with all that said. (laughs) Matt's the only person that you could disappoint with all of that stuff you said. (laughs) That's right. He's right. So, yeah, with all that said, um, I would say as someone who has a podcast of his own, um, I take umbrage slightly at the length of your episodes. And when you hit 90 minutes, man, that's like 45 minutes over my attention span. Um, Interesting. A little bit of a cut above the well, yeah. but um, so I have to say, man, like that's got to be a shot. Is, you, Paul's button is broken on his iPhone. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to start an argument. I don't want anybody to get upset. But that is a shot at our content because if the content was unbelievably out of this world, you wouldn't be upset one bit about the length. So I disagree. <laughs> and here's why. So if you guys went out and wanted to get a nice steak dinner, right? You go to a restaurant, you order a steak. Um, What if somebody gave you a three-pound steak? Now, aside from Toby, of course. But, I mean, if you had a three-pound steak and you ate it all in one sitting, how would you feel about that? Okay. (laughs) A hero. I'd be a champion of the universe. (laughs) Well... I'm, I'm a little bit of a short guy myself with a small stomach. So I, I personally would be like, you know, after a half pound of steak, I'd be like, man, this is amazing, but I don't want to stuff myself. Your content is great, but man, 90 minutes of it straight, I just can't handle it. It's like overeating and I feel like a glutton afterwards. Just people like you can't handle it, but I'll tell you, I'll tell it's just, but that's on you. You know, I'll tell you a story that proves, validates Toby and I with your steak analogy. Toby and I went to the big Texan steakhouse and each where you eat a 72 ounce steak, which is Good. twice. The size of a three pound steak that you mentioned. And no, we did not finish the 72 ounce steak, but we ate more than three pounds each. So Toby and I have gone to a steakhouse and eaten over three pounds of steak. Well, together. The, ca- the, the catch that you didn't tell people is at the restaurant, if you can eat the whole thing, you can eat the whole it's, thing. Free. it's free. Yeah, we it's did not free. make it. Right. We, we ate 48 and 54 ounces, respectively, something like that. Holy shit. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's a lot of steak. Did y'all? Did either one of y'all throw up? Or more than that? I don't remember. Uh, Toby threw up afterward, but he ate more than I did. Uh, we also had a uh, roll, a s- ice cream, a shrimp cocktail, and a salad. Oh, did you have to eat all that to potato. get the meal for free too? Yeah, y'all had, and oh, we ate wow. all that too, and then fifty something ounces. Wow. Of steak. Oh my gosh, were y'all hurting the next day? Like, did your body do anything weird that you had never uh, experienced before? It, it was bad. And so I'm going to go ahead and reverse my own position and say that Fritz was right. That was actually <laughs> totally miserable. So, <laughs> you hear what <laughs> Toby said? Toby what said. Toby said he shat out a calf. <laughs> <laughs> so in your mind, the episode should be shorter, but what would we cut to get shorter, though? Like if we had a 45-minute podcast, what are the things that are cut is my question. Sure, sure. and I think the elements of your podcast should all stay the same. I mean, I love the damn news. Mm-hmm. I love the main segments. I love uh, everything, the intro. Um, I just think that if you guys honed your questions with a little bit more precision and kept the guests rolling – I think that you could cut your main segments from 60 minutes down to, you know, 45 pretty easily. And that's gotcha. a big that's a big cut. But I yep. think without sacrificing content, um, you guys could uh, tighten up the screws on your game in terms of interviewing and also keep topics um, a little bit more on point and keep the guests going. Um, and I think that you, you'd be able to make that cut pretty easily and you wouldn't lose or sacrifice anything. I, I agree with you there. I yeah. think you're probably correct about that. that's a skill thing. So check on us in a decade. I bet we'll be awesome. for sure for sure i I would have to say uh, as a corollary to that um that if you guys were to um you know cut your main episodes to 45 minutes but then have the bonus bc club episodes be 90 or two hours or whatever you want then that would be a little bit of a differentiation of content because right now it's like well you're getting you know you're getting a slightly different quality episode but it's a similar product whereas it'd be awesome if i had wow main episodes are for my commute and more and then the special episodes are for when i'm driving two hours to go to moab or whatever yeah well that that that. is that's good feedback yeah that's super interesting i think the only way that that could or i think one way that that could work is if we had freedom in taking out really good content and leaving it on the bc club episode but being able to take that and use it for what we put on the regular feed too. I think it could possibly work. Like if, if, if BC club wasn't upset about, Oh, is it in totally unique content? They get an hour and a half, but we just grab 20 minutes from it and throw it up there. Yeah, yep. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's true. That is true. All right, Michael, how about you, buddy? How long have you been in the BC club? Uh, as a clubber, actually not that long. Uh, I only started listening to the podcast about mid last year. Uh, thanks to Matt McDonald, actually. Nice. We'll give him an affiliate kickback. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets a free Emory CD. Yeah, he gets a CD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually got started with the uh, the episode uh, where him and Levi came on to talk about suicide because oh. of his tweet about Chester Bettingfield. Nice. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty... Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. And that was one of the things that drew me in originally was like, uh, you all talk about having your Christian faith, uh, maintaining that. And uh, for me, the churches that I went to, because I didn't grow up religious, like this whole this whole walk for me is like, I'm 10 years in. And this was the, you guys were the first group of people that I had to listen to that were actually dealing with stuff like that. Talking about suicide, talking about sex. Like these are the things that I was always like, why are we not talking about these things? These are the important things. These are the things that we should talk about, not just as a faith perspective, but as respect for one another as a human. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So where do we cross the line, though, Michael? I, so that was difficult for me, and uh, <laughs> that's where Reva. <laughs> uh, I had this little thing where uh, I enjoy debate, so I always look at you know multiple sides of the same viewpoint to understand where people are coming from, uh, which means I rarely come with, come across things unless it really crosses a moral boundary of something I completely disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, but Reva definitely helped out. She was actually the one that helped move it towards talking about that episode with Matt and Levi doing the the point counterpoint um, because suicide is a very emotional topic. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, there's a real taboo for sure to even discuss. Yeah. Especially now. And like you guys pointed on that episode uh, between what was it Chris Cornell and Chester? Like there was like the almost deification. Like that was a very interesting part of the segment that I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, that's what drew me in. And then I just kept on going. Um, I also find it hilarious how often you bring up sex bots. <laughs> yeah it's probably exceeded conspiracies as the number one talked about subject on bad christian <laughs> and i have to i have to admit i'm probably the one that brings it up the most uh, i mean that's your and toby's you know real overlap on the venn diagram is sex robots i mean, that's, <laughs> I mean i'm slightly interested in the technology but you two have the different uh y'all are on a different wavelength with that how about how about Hey, how about this one, Michael? Who do you find yourself tending to agree with more or lining up with more out of Matt, Toby, and myself? Uh, it's usually a mix between you, Joey, and Matt. Gotcha. Um, shit! <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, that's, that's an interesting thought. What does a Matt-Joey brain look like? If you put those two together, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it just cancels out to nothing. You don't have it cancels out. <laughs> I think it just it's like two opposite waveforms that you know two colliding waves on a pond. It would just be nothing. Damn it! That that makes me. <laughs> that that's me. Shit. <laughs> that or uh, you end up like uh, the main character from the movie Split. Oh, right. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could easily be, yeah, multiple personality would be required, I think. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. We we really do appreciate you. Hey, what is, uh, what's your, t- we, we've had a lot of things happen in, on the Facebook page and we've, we've all, I mean, we've even gotten in trouble, quote unquote, in trouble. Someone leaked, leaked some screenshots and all that. It's some people's cup of tea, but we've actually even had people leave the BC club altogether because of the Facebook page. Kind of what's your take and, it may be that you don't pay any attention to it at all. Well, I don't uh, because I don't have Facebook. So I work in uh, cybersecurity in the utility sector. Yeah. So I, I really minimize like my presence on social media because uh, as a practitioner of that field, you end up becoming targets for people who are seeking to gain access to the oh, network. Wow. Because, so that's, that's just kind of like a personal thing that I control uh, social media and Facebook and there's a whole nother topic there, like about the information Facebook collects on people with or without their knowledge and how they use it for advertising. Like there's, you could probably spend a whole episode on that stuff alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a serious topic. No doubt about it. That, that, uh, you know, but I mean, like there's a lot of real funny videos on there. <laughs> that's that made what me laugh. For. <laughs> that made me laugh. They're short. They're funny. They come straight to me. I get notified. I laugh. So it's worth it. Don't we get, don't we get the damn news for that too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Hey, well, while we got you here, it, it comes up. Why or what did I miss? Why do all the sites now you have to check yes that you allow the cookies and their rules or whatever? What what happened there with all the websites? <clears throat> Both uh, federal law changes around privacy of information in U.S. and Europe. So if you look up like the GDPR, there was a huge change in the European Union about regarding privacy information and most websites do have activity in Europe, so they have to be compliant with European Union laws as well as America. Yeah, that's a cascade effect. Like if one territory makes a requirement for technology and privacy or whatever it is, then that means that the platform, in in order to operate in England or whatever it would be, would have to conform. And by the time they've gone to all that trouble, you know, to do that work, it, it just, you know, other people say, well, we want the same protections, you know? Yeah, yeah but, exactly. but, but uh, my point, but isn't it like, uh, do they get to do more now? That When I check yes, when I want to see, uh, you know, find out about Jimmy Butler on the 76ers team or something like that, when I click yes, is that giving them more access to me? Or are you just being notified? About what they had already been doing. Correct. You're just being notified about what they had uh, already been doing. Um, and some of the changes of things they can and can't delect based on your actual geo location. So your expert advice, Michael, stay away from all of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the total expert advice, just get off the fucking Internet and go outside and do some rock climbing. There you go. And that <laughs> put us back into Fritz. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, dude, he's an expert really podcaster. He, <laughs> he knows how to transition the conversation and everything. I appreciate that, Michael and Fritz, very much. And then uh, I would love to hear more about it, how it winds up working out, Fritz, about doing therapy and the outdoors and, and, and all that stuff. But uh, we've enjoyed getting to talk to you both today, and I sincerely mean it. And Joey's right. I do care. I do become more uh, – I start to feel more things about the BC Club and stuff over time. Uh, and I do really appreciate you guys both contributing here, but really just being a part of the community that that exists outside of of, of us and stuff. That, you know, I, I I get a real kick out of the fact that Bad Christian is a community that exists, you know, apart from me or independent of me and Joey and Toby. I like that. Thank you guys for being a part of it. And uh, we're going to wrap the episode here. Anybody that would be interested in joining our community, being a part of it in whatever way, make whatever contribution you would have, then you can go to thebcclub.com and you can join our, uh, you know, I wouldn't call it a team or anything, but our group, you can join our group. We're inclusive and accepting. So come join us. It's a body. Uh, Just go ahead and say it. You can join our body. body. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody join our body. Thanks, guys. All right. See See y'all later. All right, peace out.